0: Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, March the 22nd in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, the fifth Sunday in Lent, and on the Wednesday of the week, we'd like to pick up one of the extra passages from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we actually have a selection of extra passages this week because of a one-day holiday On the weekend of this week, it falls on Saturday. So, I don't know, man. I like the Gospels. So, we're going to pick the Gospel passage from that list. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. So, let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Luke chapter 1, verses 26-38. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, a relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman was labeled unable to conceive, is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the word of God for us. Man, I hate to be that guy, but uh, you know that Christmas song that everyone loves, "Mary, Did You Know," um, and everybody loves it. Like it's just a, it's just a cult favorite in American evangelicalism. At least in the places where I've been, it's always on the the Christian station during the Christmas season. And uh, all the snarky Theo Bros on Twitter, uh, they say, "Of course she knew." Look at Luke chapter one, right? So obviously we've got this great conversation, this wonderful moment between an angel of God and Mary, the mother of Jesus, where she's told in quite a bit of detail like how all this this miracle, this mystery is going to go down, how she's going to conceive the God child uh, to be born and to um, advance the plan of salvation into the world around him. And uh, as I was looking at this very common passage, I always say to myself, okay, like what's something new that we can uncover? What's something new that I haven't seen before? Um, Is there something from one of the big books? Or is this something from me pouring over it and meditating on it? Sometimes, and I would encourage you to do this as well, I do like a a bit of a meditation where I try to place myself in the story. Um, If I'm not one of the characters, if I don't resonate with one of the characters, then I just, I don't know, consider myself like a passerby or someone who's in the room next door. Maybe someone who, like, one of the characters conveyed the story to. I try to place myself in there and just see what God impresses upon my heart. Because... What we have in the history of Christianity, we always have a biblical reflection in two voices, right? We've covered this before when but there's like this academic voice, right? Where we look at the words and how they're used, the grammar, the syntax, um, the ways in which, you know, if that story is repeated, uh, we can compare and contrast the details, right? Um, Make some conclusions in an academic sense, like looking at this text, like it's a thing to study. Um, and then we there's this other voice, the voice of devotion, where we read a passage and we allow God to speak natively into our own experience. And uh, this is the way I see it today, uh, and just take it for what it's worth. Um, here's we have Mary. She is um, she's engaging in some really interesting news, um, and we sense that it's kind of troubling news along with some very comforting news, right? So the troubling thing about it is like how she is trying to like this you know, map it out on scratch paper. Like, how is this going to happen? Like, these things don't happen to people who haven't had experiences, who, you know, haven't had the experiences necessary for this to happen, right? Um, And then, so she's asking for some further clarification. And of course, she's probably comforted because this is uh, obviously a unique experience, an angel speaking with her. God is moving decisively, not just in Israel, but decisively in her life and in her body. Like this is something that she's always going to remember. But you know, notice like the first part of uh, this uh, reasoning with her, the, the angel is speaking to her relatively theologically. Um, notice that uh, Luke mentions, that um, Jesus is born from Joseph, uh, whose father is David, and that's a significant theological reference point for what this all means. And then, as the angel is speaking with Mary, um, she, you know, she mentioned uh, the angel mentions uh, that uh, not just David is involved here, um, but also Jacob, that Jacob's house is going to be. Um, minister to forever because of what this child is going to do. And there's this echoing of a promise given from the early um, early passages in 2 Samuel, a promise given to David that there would never be without someone from his uh, household, someone who's upon the throne of God in Israel, right? So these interesting theological threads are being woven together here, but Mary's still struggling with it. And so how does the angel reason with her? It doesn't go theology harder. Like It's not just like plan B is plan A once again. <laughs> no, but the angel says, okay, I'll give you I'll give you like a life on life or more of an, like a life application or something that comes from your native story. And the angel reveals Elizabeth's news, how she was deemed one who was un, unable to bear a kid. She's a barren person and everybody knew it. But even in her old age, she's you know, getting ready to enter into the third trimester of pregnancy. And this is a sign that nothing is impossible with God, right? And that is something that seems to help Mary, you know, in all of her bewilderment in this experience, have the confidence to embrace the unknown and to step into the unknown. And this might be how like religious uh, knowledge happens, right? Like we, we have to have the good technical theology, like we need to have uh, teachers and preachers and academics and theologians conveying to us um, the story of God uh, through the rationality and through the guild and through the study and through like the the harmonizing of all the traditions. Like many of us would say that, that we've had profound Christian moments in our lives. But someone was able to bear the word of God in our lives. And because of that, our, our imagination was stoked and our souls were thrilled by this. all these things that we were learning. Okay, So that's part of it. Equally, another part of it is having like people in our lives, people that we know who walk before God, who can bear witness to the goodness of God in our lives as well. And what that ramification is for us as well. So like, these two things are going at the same time here theological inquiry but also personal witness and I think that you and I need to be asking for these two things for religious knowledge in our own lives we need to be saying God give me the great teachers and preachers give me uh, sources that I can read or uh, things that I can listen to which help stoke my imagination help me to reason like some of these very challenging concepts categories of theological inquiry because that will lead to praise and doxology we also need to have our ears open to the stories around us, uh, the people who are walking with Jesus, and they can say from their own lives and experiences the things that we can be confident in as well. So my prayer this morning is going to be that our ears will be open in these two directions towards an understanding theologically and towards the bearing of the witness of the church around us as well. So those two things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are a caring God and you teach us and you transform us by the renewing of our minds. We also thank you for this varied, benevolent, uh, mosaic community that we belong to called the church, uh, where we can learn from others by watching them and listening to them as they share from their own faith story. And we think that there's a pattern in the story with Mary and the angel uh, that we get to grapple with. Uh, the categories of religious thought that have been uh, shared about and have been argued and debated and proven to be true again and again throughout the generations. We thank you for preachers and teachers who love to pull the big books off the shelves and who spend hours in studies and who try to craft arguments and they try to engage and grapple with the uh, emerging uh, thoughts of the day and try to bear witness uh, to what Jesus is doing Um, because of all that inquiry. So we thank you for the guild. We thank you for the church. What helps us to think through our faith as rationally, as logically as possible. God, we also thank you for the church, which allows um, us to hear a different octave of truth. One that is bearing a witness through the personal experiences of many others around us. We think that the blending of these two voices helps us to know more about you. So this day, as we continue to grapple uh, with the season of Lent, understanding that we fall short, but we want to continue to move forward in our journey of faith. God, we want to be people who are eager to be taught, who are teachable people. Uh, And so God, we pray that you'd open up our ears, ears to hear the teaching of the church, but also to hear the witness of Christians all around us. And I pray that as these two mingle together, that we would have inspiration for our own life for that next faithful step. So God, we love you this day. We thank you that you provide for us. So we pray for voices that will surround us, voices of truth that will cause us to be led to a deeper level of truth today so that we can know you and so we can follow you.